It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. With me right now, J.D. Vance, author of Hillbilly Elegy. J.D., put in perspective from the outsider perspective, and I know you want to be the insider, what you thought of the proceedings totally generated by the Democrats over the weekend. What's your takeaway from the the left wing holding the uh, uh, winning over the president of the United States and put kicking the moderates and the president kicking the moderates to the curb. Well, I think it suggests the Democrats have just become a far left wing party. And so you've got a lot of their, their membership that are trying to, you know, effectively represent what has become an incredibly left wing party. And unfortunately for us, it means they're pushing $5 trillion plus of spending. But if you, if you really think about it, it doesn't solve any real problem that we have. If you think about the big economic problems that we have right now, you know, small businesses unable to find workers. We still have an over-reliance on Chinese supply and manufacturing. We can't get critical goods in our own country, and this is going to be a big problem as we approach Christmas. Skyrocketing inflation, which is, of course, hitting people, especially seniors who live on a fixed income. Like It doesn't solve any of those problems. In fact, it throws gasoline on the fire and makes a lot of those problems worse. I just don't know what the Democrats think they're doing other than kowtowing to the left wing of the party, which is which is pretty obvious. Yeah, and what we have is a bunch of ships that can't get offloaded, and we have a southern border that can't get under control. Listen to this. As a money guy that with an Ivy League degree who also served in our military, so we can go a bunch of different directions with you, listen to what we're hearing from uh, the guy who was once in charge of the Border Patrol, Rodney Scott. You know, the President of the United States finally found a way, even though he had to repurpose defense money, to build the wall with high tech. Listen to what's happening right now uh, with the wall at the border. Um, that is number 20. We're paying contractors uh, for a while. It was almost $5 million a day between DOD and DHS. To not. To work. not build the border wall. There's so wait, wait, wait. $5 million a day to not build the wall. To not build a wall. Even though they have all the stuff, they have... There are stacks and stacks of border wall uh, panels. There's hundreds of miles of fiber optic cabling. Uh, there's hundreds of, bo- of cameras that were being installed with that uh, that are just sitting. The, it, there's no action being taken. It's everything that's wrong with Washington. We're paying not to build something. Contractors are cashing checks that we wrote, and they're not doing anything, and that's fine with the president. While the border leaks like it is. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, like, like you said, this is not a problem of not having the resources. It's a problem of pure political willpower. And it would be one thing if the, if the border wasn't thrown open yeah. for drug traffickers, for sex traffickers. Thanks to what's happened in Afghanistan, I'm sure for terrorists are going to be coming across that southern border. And we're not doing anything about it. Look, I don't use this word lightly, Brian, but I think this is treasonous. One of the most critical functions and duties of a president of the United States is to protect his own people. You cannot protect your own people when you have Hundreds of thousands of people unchecked, uncontrolled coming across the southern border every month. This is a disaster. And unfortunately, unlike a lot of disasters that happen politically that, you know, they they cause some problems and they go away after a couple of years. This is the sort of thing that could transform our country in a negative direction for 10, 20 years from now. And it it is. I mean, you got 1.5 to 1.7 million. You got 60,000 Haitians on the march. We're expecting 400,000 next month. 
in October, and they still might get rid of Title 42, which allows us to send out single males because of the pandemic. And who pays for this, Brian? Who pays for the public services, for the hospital services, for the education? The American taxpayer, at a time when the American taxpayer is already being slammed by the policies of the Biden administration. I mean, one of the most heartbreaking stories that I consistently hear in Ohio is grandparents who have, have taken care of grandkids. And, you know, I know this story very well. I was raised by my grandmother. Uh, grandparents who have taken care of grandkids because of the heroin epidemic, because, you know, the mom or the dad died of a heroin overdose. That problem is made worse by the southern border policies because you've got more drugs coming in. But then you've also got these grandparents who can't get their kids a visit at the hospital or at the doctor because the hospitals are overrun because we've got a ton of desperate people we're letting in. It's like the Biden administration is kicking people in both the front and the back. They're making it harder for people to live a good life. And then when they when they deal with the consequences, you know, orphan grandchildren, they're making it harder to take care of those grandkids. It is a disaster all around. And again, this is the sort of problem where we're going to be dealing with it 15 years from now. We're still going to be dealing with the consequences of the people that we're letting in unchecked and uncontrolled. You know, it's so interesting. You know, Joe Biden won by not he didn't campaign at all, he said he didn't have to. And he didn't. He's used he used the pandemic. So he didn't do anything. But yesterday he went to Michigan and he was greeted by Trump supporters and he was greeted by phrases. Bill back broke. Go home. Sleepy Joe. No Biden. And he said it energized him, but it just reminded me what a pass he got to get to the White House. He literally read the teleprompter for six months and had no real competition for a primary. You don't have that luxury. But, man, he's getting a dose of reality. His approval's now at 42 percent. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's a great point. You know, I remember when he would call a lid, stop doing any activities at 9 o'clock in the morning. And unfortunately for our country, you can't govern like that. You can't wake up at 7.30, do one thing, and then call it, call it off the rest of the day. We need a president with energy. I mean, I, I, I know, you know President Trump obviously um, did a very good job, but aside from the actual policies, he was just energetic, right? He actually had the oh, capacity yeah. to wake up in the morning and do the job. And that's maybe what I miss most of all in the era of Joe Biden is you've got this guy who's clearly overwhelmed. Who knows who's really controlling the ship here, whether it's the chief of staff or the vice president or, you know, whether it's, it's the president on good days. But at, at the end of the day, this guy has not really earned the title of president of the United States because of exactly what you said. And he's, he's clearly unable to do the job successfully. I mean, this is, this is crazy. We're not even a year in, Brian. We're not even a year in, and we've got three or four simultaneous intersecting disasters. And you, I would say, self-inflicted. So here's what, you not only need to have a compliant press who was quickly to get away from the border, quick not to talk about Afghanistan, quick not to talk about the disaster this weekend, but when it comes to people that work for him and somehow are gotten a total pass is Anthony Fauci. Remember, the Black Lives Matter oh, protesters, God. that doesn't spread the virus, even though we had no vaccine at the time. And then when asked, he's telling everybody in schools, you better get vaccinated. Don't go to college football games. But when asked about this, this is what he said. Are immigrants a major reason why COVID-19 is spreading in the U.S.? No, absolutely not, Dan. I mean, if you just look at the data and look at the people who have gotten infected, look at the people who are in the hospital, Look at the people who've died. This is not driven by immigrants. This is the problem within our country. 
So, Mr. Hey, Dr. Fauci, if 1.9 million illegals storm our border with no medical background, and many of which, 20% of which are known to be sick, and most of which turned out a free vaccine, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, You're not a doctor, J.D. Vance, but don't you think any logical person would say, of course, this is a problem. But this guy plays politics, even with the the medical profession, even as Joe Biden's back. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I do have common sense. And how does Dr. Fauci know if 1.9 million immigrants are bringing in COVID? He can't possibly have control over that many people. We're not testing those people. We have no idea where those people are going. It's ridiculous for him to say something when he can't possibly know what effect those immigrants are having uh, on, on, on the pandemic. And, of course, we know that when you have people coming in, many of whom are testing positive, many of whom are going across the country, we don't know how many of them are spreading COVID, but we know it's at least a few. And think about this. American citizens right now, they're sending their kids to schools with masks. My four-year-old just started school a few weeks ago. Uh, they're unable to move around some, in some places of the country, even though they have citizenship in our country. And yet you have more walking around liberty as an illegal immigrant in this country right. than you do as an American citizen. I just wish Dr. Fauci would shut up, leave the, the, the governance of this pandemic to somebody who has more public trust and more con- public confidence. I mean, after 18 months, I can't believe we still let this guy do what he's doing. He has no faith. He has no public confidence. We need to move on. I know, but believe it or not, some people do feel the exact opposite of us about him. Meanwhile, the other big story that you tweeted about is CRT. Now it looks as though the DOJ has been has been asked by the uh, by the Board of Education Union to please look at some of these parents and judge them, uh, get the FBI involved, and judge them possibly as terrorists. Listen to this exchange when the memo was written and became public with Josh Hawley and the Deputy Attorney General. Cut eight. Is parents waiting sometimes for hours to speak at a local school board meeting to express concerns about critical race theory or the masking of their students, particularly young children, is that in and of itself, is, is that harassment and intimidation? Spirited debate is welcome, is a hallmark of this country. Um, it's something we all should engage in. And no, I don't think so, Ms. Monica. With all due respect, it didn't make it quite clear. It doesn't define those terms, nor does it define harassment or intimidation. If this isn't a deliberate attempt to chill parents from showing up at school board meetings for their elected school boards, I don't know what is. I mean, So, and that went on. Uh, you feel equally outraged. You tweeted out, after protesting CRT, these parents should be put on, put on BLM shirts, shout no justice, no peace, and then throw Molotov cocktails at the school board members. Then our attorney general will praise them for the courage, and the Ford Foundation will shower them with money. You're not wrong. <laughs> no, absolutely. Look, we saw people destroying our cities last summer, rioting, looting, burning down small businesses, and the, the attorney general of the United States could not lift a finger about what was going on. The Department of Justice, the FBI, was letting this stuff happen. And I was unhappy about that then. Of course, it was Bill Barr who was the attorney general at the time. I'm not happy about now American citizens who are just participating in our democracy, who are letting their school boards know how they feel about critical race theory, are basically being branded domestic terrorists. This is totally unacceptable. I mean, look, we're treating people who are breaking the law in this country more favorably than 
American parents who just want their kids to not learn that this is an evil country. They want to learn a positive and honest assessment and view of American history. Uh, this is, you know, I, you know, Josh Hawley's endorsed my campaign, and I'm glad to have him on the team, especially after that exchange, because this really is, I think, unprecedented in American history. We're treating concerned American parents like enemies of the state in their own country. This is incredibly dark. And I know a lot of Republicans even thought that Merrick Garland, the attorney general, would be this reasonable liberal. At the end of the day, it looks like he is, he is the worst and most aggressive and most unfair attorney general that we've maybe had in American history. I can't argue. If people want to support your Senate run, where do they go, J.D.? They can go find out more, jdvance.com. They can volunteer. They can support us financially. We need all the help we can get, and appreciate you giving me a platform. You got it. Uh, Ohio couldn't be a more valuable state, and that Senate seat extremely valuable. The Republicans are going to take it back. They have to hold it. Uh, J.D. Vance, thank you. Thanks, Brian. one 408 7669 It does sound like he had an animal there who was in distress, I'm pretty sure. I will get to the bottom of that. I'm going to put David Lee Miller on that story. He's an investigative reporter. And then we'll, we'll talk to Senator Marsha Blackburn. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Newsmakers and newsbreakers. Hear it first, only on The Brian Kilmeade Show. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.